Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. What kind of manager are you? Maybe you're a maverick, someone who likes to bend the rules, or perhaps a rock, steady, calm and dependable, or an enthusiast. But why does knowing that matter? I'm Stephen Weeks, Policy Manager at NHS Employers, and I'm about to discover what kind of manager I am and find out why understanding how people see you as a manager is important to effective staff engagement. It's very common for managers to think they're good managers but never actually to question their management style or their behaviours. A good manager will engage the team, will motivate the team, will encourage the team to give of their very best. Gillis Robinson is Principal Research Fellow at the Institute for Employment Studies. She's devised a questionnaire that helps managers to understand their behaviour and what type of manager they might be. She'll be analysing my results. But first, that questionnaire. Now I've got to admit I'm a bit nervous about what the questionnaire might reveal about me and what type of manager I am. But here goes. So the first section is on behaviours and what it does is ask a question and then get you to rate yourself on a scale from one to five and I'll explain how that works. So the first question is, do I welcome suggestions and act on them? And you've got options from never, which is zero marks, through to five, which is always. Now I'd say I usually or sometimes do this, so to be honest I'll say sometimes, which is two marks. Another question is, do I know when to stretch people and when to hold back? Now, I'd hope I do this quite often, which would be three marks. Do I stay positive even when things get tough? Do I respect my colleagues in the team? Do I give my team public recognition for their achievements? I'll give that a five for always. So moving on to the second section of the questionnaire, there's some descriptions of different sorts of managers. For example, the high performer, the communicator, and one that uh, is probably quite common, the micromanager. And the way you work out what type of manager you are is to look at the description and then give yourself a score ranging from zero, this is never me, to five, this is always me. So if I look at myself, am I a communicator? Am I particularly good at letting my uh, team know what I expect of them? I hope I am, so I'm giving this a four for this is usually me. Am I a developer? Do I look out for members of the team who have potential? I hope I do that, but perhaps not as often as I should. So I'll say three, this is quite often me. Am I an enthusiast? Am I able to galvanise and carry individuals with me? I really do try and prioritise this one. So I say five, this is always me. But it's important to be honest in these descriptions because they're about giving you understanding. So perhaps you could check out your answers with people that have worked with you and see they, whether they agree with your own rating. So okay now, I've finished the questionnaire. And it's taken 20 to 30 minutes in total. I've scored it myself and tried to be honest with my answers and filled in the analysis sheet to see the ratings I get under each heading then to get an overall score and feedback. But what does all this understanding my behaviour and fitting myself to a managerial type actually mean for staff engagement? To find out that, I'm off to Brighton. Hi Dillis. How are you doing? Thanks. Thanks. So I've come to Brighton to meet Dillis Robinson at the Institute for Employment Studies. 
Dennis actually compiled the questionnaire based on her research into behaviours that participants identified as engaging. Now she's going to help me understand more about the answers I've given and how this questionnaire can help managers be more effective at staff engagement. First of all, I found it really useful to do the questionnaire. I'm slightly apprehensive about what the results might, might tell me. <laughs> it's a research-based tool. It's based on um, a project we did several uh, years ago called The Engaging Manager. When we look specifically at the behaviours and um, the sort of characteristics of people who are particularly good at engaging and motivating their teams. Because a lot of organisations we went to, we found that line managers, first line managers, middle line managers in particular, were getting absolutely no training whatsoever in people management. So they really didn't have anything to compare themselves to. And unless they'd been lucky enough to have a good role model in the past, they didn't always know the ways that they ought to behave um, as line managers, as people managers. So, so looking at your um, highest scores, um, the first one is visibility and accessibility. And the other one is being trustworthy. Um, which I think, obviously, they're, they're, they're great. So looking at the questionnaire, I've, I've uh, found it, um, I've done it myself, i found it very helpful, and I know from reception we've already had many people, in, uh, managers in the NHS have found it a very useful self-assessment exercise. We're just on the, rate, the rating process. Because it's a self-assessment, I'm, I'm working on the basis you want people to be as honest as possible and not try and give the answers they think might be the ones you're looking for, but actually give ones that um, are against their behaviour and one way people have found to do that is to ask some of their colleagues and um, to give them feedback on their answers. Is it absolutely necessary to do that or can people do it as a self-diagnosis as long as they're being honest? It's not necessary to ask other people um, what they think of you. What really it's important to do though is to really try and in envision, mm. envisage how you might be seen by right. other people. So really it is a tool to help managers think about themselves and their people management practices and behaviours and really try and improve. What I think um, you might want to think about is, well, okay, I've got this profile now for my behaviours. What maybe could I do? Which areas might I want to strengthen? Right. So if understanding the team is somewhere, you know, a behaviour group where you score relatively low, what, you know, what would I do, what, what can I do about that to take a bit more of an interest sure. um, in the team and to understand their strengths and their challenges? Uh, having done your assessment of how um, you're uh, rated against the you behaviours, you look at which of the, uh, broadly speaking, which of the different manager types you, you fall into. One of the types um, you refer to is the maverick, and now, as you, you'll know, because you've done research in the NHS, the NHS is quite a rule-focused organisation and quite hierarchical in its culture. And I wouldn't say there's many organisations that advocate that their managers are mavericks in the usual sense of the word. What, what did you mean by that in the, in the descriptions? I think um, the maverick engaging type is an interesting one. Um, I think the first thing to get across is that they can um, maybe sort of not quite follow the processes and the procedures sometimes. But the important thing about Mavericks is that they always have the interests of their teams and the wider organisation at heart. So they do this rule bending sometimes because they really want their team and their organisation to do well. 
So these are the people who are actually, will actually challenge the organisation, but in a very positive way. And this can be good for the organisation because it actually encourages the organisation to think about what it's doing. When, um, when looking at um, the disengaging mm. manager types, um, I'm pleased to say you didn't score highly on these. And in fact, it's, it's, quite, it's not common mm. for people to score highly on any disengaging type. And these, um, interestingly, your, your highest disengaging score was, was micromanager, which implies that you think maybe sometimes you interfere too much mm. in what people are doing. Is that is that the case? I think if I'm having a concern about whether something will be delivered, mm. if I'm under a lot of pressure myself, my tendency is to say, well, okay, yeah. give, give it back to me, mm. I'll, I'll do it, yeah. and then we'll deal with the issue afterwards. Mm. And I, I forget that that leaves the person feeling that I've said they were useless, which I'm not saying, I was just worried about whether no. they would... You've done quite a lot of research in the NHS applying uh, this type of model. It's often argued that the NHS is special, unique, different, because of its clinical nature uh, and the nature of many of the people within it. Do you think there are any specific differences about applying this in the NHS than as compared to our other, other sectors? Certainly in the NHS, line managers often say, well, I've got to do all of this people management stuff, but I've really got heavy clinical commitment as well, or operational commitment. How on earth can I juggle all of that? And I do have a lot of um, sympathy for that, actually, because it is really, really hard to do people management properly if you don't have the time to do that. It's interesting that a few organisations I've come across have tried to separate the professional or clinical or operational um, role of the manager and the people management role and they've tried to have different managers for those two areas and it actually hasn't really always worked because people want their line manager to understand what they're doing and that does require in the NHS for example um, high levels of clinical expertise as well as really good people management skills. Historically the NHS hasn't invested a great deal in training or developing people before they become line managers. It's tended to appoint people with, as you say, lengthy experience as good clinicians. Mm. That's beginning to change and raises the issue of, do you think an engaging manager can be uh, made or are people just born engaging managers? Are they naturally engaging managers or not? Or can anyone develop their skills in that area? I think it's certainly true to say that some people are much more natural people managers than others. And if the organisation has someone like that, they are very lucky and they really need to make sure that that person is given the chance to sort of develop those leadership skills because they don't occur naturally all that often. However, the reason why we focused massively on behaviours in this research is that anyone, truly anyone, can learn these behaviours and can practice them um, until they start to become maybe more natural. So I would say don't give anybody up. Um, don't just assume that it's okay for people to behave badly um, because that's just what they're like. You know, everybody who isn't behaving well as a people manager should be challenged and um, encouraged and uh, developed to become so. And I, and I think this, uh, personally, I think this questionnaire is a very useful tool for helping almost anyone develop their skills in, in that area. And if you just start with one thing, I'd strongly recommend with starting with this. Thanks very much for all your work on it. Thank you.
So, some reflections. It was really interesting to meet Dillis and get feedback on my own results filling in the questionnaire because doing that enabled me to understand my strengths and some of my weaknesses. Also sharing the, the answers I gave with some of my team got some really good feedback on what I, whether I put into practice these behaviours. We designed the questionnaire as a tool for managers to use. It's available to be downloaded from the NHS Employers website in the Staff Engagement Resources section at www.nhsemployers.org. We're really keen to keep in touch and share. You can follow me at Twitter, NHS underscore Stephen, or email me at stephen.weeks, nhsemployers.org.